Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad Podcast, your destination for the latest in rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate. It's Dave Marini. What's up, Dave? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Hey, everybody. Before we get started today, as usual, drop down to the bottom of this video if you're watching us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button to our channel. Hit the like button on the video and add any comments you would like us to see on the bottom of the page. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Nick, my friend, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. Actually, up on the channel, there's also a new rock album review for the new Manic Street Preachers album, The Ultra Vivid Lament, uh, which is uh, which is a great record. I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, the Manic Street Preachers, they, they put together a really lush record. Like there's a lot of really cool songs cool. on a lot of cool sounds, a lot of cool textures. So uh, highly recommended. You can check that out on the rock album uh, channel or the rock squad channel right now. And uh, Dave, I got some CDs. I know I'm not cool. Like everybody and getting vinyl. I do have vinyl, but I got some CDs. Do you want to see the pickups that I got? Yeah. What'd you get? Um, well, the first one, uh, I don't know. We might've done this on the show already, but whatever, we'll do it again. Uh, Mammoth WVH. Oh, cool. Yes. Did we do this on the show already? With these I, don't, no, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe we did. Uh, Mammoth remember. WVH, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Great record. One of my favorites of the year so far. Third Eye Blind. Cool. Thanks for Everything, which is their covers EP that they put out a little while ago. Coming up next week on the channel, we'll have a rock albums ranked for Third Eye Blind. And we'll also be reviewing the new album, Our Band Apart. But Dave, this one's pretty exciting as well. And that would be the new album from Mags. Oh, cool. Say Things That Matter. Already one of my favorite records of the year. I know you're really into it as, uh, as well. Um, yeah, this, man. That's this album's incredible. It's like a, it's an indie rock masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, man. It's really cool. It's a really cool, it's, you know, I, I, I've been telling people it's like somewhere between like Pet Sounds and, uh, and like Pinkerton or something. Yeah. Like it's like a weird, it's awesome. I'm down with it. I like the vibe of it. Yeah, really cool. I bought it off. Uh, I bought it off his Bandcamp. Uh, I want to get the cool. vinyl too, but it was uh, it was pretty pricey to get the vinyl, so I stuck with the CD. I, I know I'm kind of in the minority of people who buy music when somebody still buys CDs, but the majority of my music collection is on compact disc. Uh, I do have a little small vinyl collection, but the majority of it is on CDs. So CD is still my thing, and probably in 20 years' time, everybody will be nostalgic for CDs and be like, oh, I gotta get it on CD. Hey man, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I still watch ninety nine percent of my movies on Laserdisc. Oh yeah, so, totally. You know, I only have three movies. It's RoboCop One, Rambo First Blood, <laughs> and Amadeus. Oh, all great choices. <laughs> That's all I have on the yeah. Laserdisc, but I watch them religiously. Yeah. So I feel I feel you with the compact disc, bro. Yeah. My favorite part of Amadeus is when they throw Mozart into the grave at the end of the movie. Sad. Yeah. We watched that in school. I remember we watched that in high school. It was funny. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this week's Rock Squad podcast. We're going to kick things off with some opening act topics, which are some hot rock music news topics that are happening right now. And the first one is that Stone Temple Pilots and Bush have canceled their North American tour. They pulled out of this co-headlining tour due to COVID-19 related circumstances uh stp is going to continue on their own headlining tour uh throughout the u.s this fall the canceled dates include stops in arizona texas louisiana georgia and more um dave i don't i don't really know what's going on right now i know 
in some places the pandemic's getting better in some places it's not it's not as uh, as, as good it's getting worse um some bands are on tour some bands are canceling their tours. It's hard really to get a, a read on whether the concert industry is making a comeback. You know, you think about other bands that just did their tours like Weezer and Fall Out Boy and, uh, and um, Green Day did their Hella Mega tour. There was some COVID stuff that went on, but they managed to complete that tour. Other bands are on tour. So why is it that bands like STP and Bush are canceling their shows? What, what, what's going on here? Nick, it's pandemic pandemonium. That's what it is. Uh, no, man, you know, pandemic, pandemonium. Um, you know, um, of course, like the Hella Mega Tour or whatever, that, obviously that went off without a hitch. Uh, Lollapalooza went off, no issues. Right. Um, tons of festivals happening in the UK. You know what it is? It's it, like the waves themselves in this COVID crisis. Uh, you kind of got to go with the waves. I think you're going to see spots where you luck out and everything's fine. And then as numbers change, you know, it's, it's going to affect it. And I think that's what we're seeing right now is that through the last couple months we were at, like we, everybody started getting vaccinated. We saw numbers dropping and uh, you know, we opened up a little bit and there, you know, there's more contact people are out. There's a, there's a variant. So as long as our threshold for vaccinations aren't, isn't at the level where it's eradicated, I'm not sure. This might be a thing for a while until we can get it under control. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I think it was uh, Jonathan Davis of uh, Corn got COVID-19. They had to cancel some dates, some dates, and then he was performing from a from a chair because he he couldn't really uh, perform up to his usual standards because of uh, because of COVID. Um, so I guess it is a case by case basis, depending on the band and depending on the tour and depending on where they're going. And this will probably, you know, everybody's saying this is still going to be a trend for. A while to come. I know we want to say, oh, today is the end of the pandemic. That is it, everybody. It's officially over. Nobody's sick. It's like, I don't think it's going to happen like that. And like you're saying, things are going in waves uh, and hopefully more people do get vaccinated. But in the meantime, there are there are going to be those those uh, ebbs and flows with the concert industry. Some shows are going to go on. Some shows are going to get canceled. You know, I'm on uh, I'm on YouTube watching uh, uh, performances from uh, UK festivals that are happening, like Reading and Leeds and the Transmit Festival that uh, happened in uh, in Scotland. I, I'm watching videos of bands performing. So, and this is the giant crowds, no social distancing, no masks, no anything. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, that feels normal. All these people are going back to shows. Everybody yep. seems to be okay. It's not like there's large outbreaks that are happening. So I'm under, I, I just, it is so confusing right now. Uh, there's, there's shows happening in our neck of the woods here in Southern Ontario and Canada. Um, there's, there's shows happening everywhere. So it's just really hard to get a read on exactly what's happening when there's these huge shows happening overseas. There's been huge shows happening here as well. Like you were saying, Lollapalooza down in Chicago. Um, so I, I guess it is just a case by case basis. Yeah, I think, and like for the touring bands, it's just going to be like, you have every, like there's even bands up here. I think like Tokyo police club just canceled a bunch of stuff. There's been some Canadian bands mm-hmm. that aren't able to, I think the dirty nail maybe canceled some things. Well, we talked about the Saints think- centers tour, like the one with, uh, with the tea party and headstones. Oh, that too. That yeah, too. man. Like. Yeah, lots of lots of things like kind of riding it out and being like, oh, it's not going to work. And then all of a sudden in three, you know, in two weeks, we're going to have a festival in our hometown. The Festival of Friends is returning. Right. Outside five stages or something. So 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's gonna how that's gonna play out. I don't know what the attendance is gonna be like if people are comfortable uh, going to something like that. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's it's you know. It's, see, this is the thing too. A free festival where there's no screening. Right. And you know, when you're paying to go to Lollapalooza, everyone's showing a vaccination card. Everyone's you know proving that they're they don't have whatever the criteria is. But when you have a free festival in the park. And it's just a bunch of people showing up. Yeah. No screen, no rules, really. Uh, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's trying, you know, as a musician, it's a tr- very trying time. Even just thinking about going back in the clubs is like, you know, it feels like it's never going to happen. So I don't know, man. I really hope it figures itself out. But... Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to to think about what shows would be like. And I, yeah, we really want to get back to playing in, in clubs and lots of people have already done it, especially uh, where we are. There's people already playing shows again in, in bars and doing things on patios as well. Uh, it feels a little bit strange to be going back to it, but hopefully we can. And there are rules changing in Ontario here where we live. So on September 22nd, they are getting into the vaccine passport thing. So you can't get into indoor concert venues without uh, a vaccination record. Uh, we're not going to get into the <laughs> politics of that whole situation. Uh, we, I, I agree with it. I'm not going I'm, I'm not disagreeing with it at all. I think this is the best thing that we can do, but we don't want to get into a debate with people who don't agree with that. Um, but uh, hopefully that will lead to more normalcy. Uh, I don't really, I, I don't really feel keen on going to an outdoor festival right now either, but uh, that's okay. We can make that choice. Yeah, man. Like what? Yeah, totally. 100%. Whatever has to happen has to happen. You know what I mean? Definitely. But uh, the sooner we get back to normal, I think uh, you know. And obviously, having uh, you know, we're both we're both vaccinated and we're eager to get back to the way things were. Yeah. And to have people not uh, understand that and like you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> to go with it anymore, man. Yeah. It's like we just want to get back to normal. God damn it. I just need some sanity in this mixed up know, world. I need to rock out. You know, I've been watching uh, concerts on YouTube and I'm like, man, I just miss uh, getting up and playing. And even if it's only to one person, you yeah. know, we, can, we can reach that one person. We can change their lives with the power of music. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our next opening at topic on this week's rock squad podcast. And that is that Eddie Vedder has, has announced a new solo album called earthling. The Pearl jam frontman has announced his new album is going to be released soon. No release date has been confirmed just yet but this is his second solo outing after 2011's ukulele songs uh he just released a new song from this record called long way and advanced the uh, the whole album uh i thought i thought the song was pretty cool you know I'm, I'm more of a fan of eddie vetter when he's playing with pearl jam but uh there's there's no um there's no problems with him going solo and doing a solo thing i actually didn't really like the last pearl jam record very much dave uh, gigaton uh it was called it was it kind of came out after a really really long uh, delay i think it was six or seven years between that and lightning bolt which was a record before that but uh i prefer eddie vetter to be with pearl jam i'm excited to check out this uh this new solo album how about you yeah man uh yeah eddie Vet- yeah eddie vetter can do whatever the fuck he wants he's eddie vetter but i do love this song the single that they just put out is awesome it sounds like sounds has a very tom petty vibe to it yeah and uh you know with no tom petty being around i think it's awesome that he just kind of slides into that pocket. I wasn't a huge fan of ukulele songs, but uh, you know, respectable. It's you know, it was a, it was a good showing. 
But yeah. if the rest of the record is any indication of, or if this is any indication of what's become on the record, uh, that's awesome. Like I, I'm down. It's very, I think it's awesome that he has like kind of a Tom Petty pop rock vibe going on. The mm-hmm. last uh, Pearl Jam record, Giga, Gigaton, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not not even on my top realm for Pearl Jam, not even close. Yeah, but uh, Lightning Bolt was amazing. I really like Lightning Bolt. So yeah, Lightning Bolt uh, is great. Yeah, man, let let him make some music. I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, it's great to have more music from Eddie Vedder. And I really liked the um, when he did the Into the Wild soundtrack uh, back yeah. in like, oh, 2007 when he did Hard Sun, which is funny because that was a cover of an Indio song, and Indio is an artist that came from right here in our hometown of Hamilton, Ontario. So that's a, that's a fun yeah. little rock and roll fact, but yeah, that was a great record. I actually had never seen into the wild. And I watched that movie last year it was the first time I watched it. It's about uh, the story of Christopher McCandless. who was this, uh, who was this guy who was a little bit of a traveler and then passed away and was living in a bus in, in Alaska. But anyways, uh, but Eddie Vedder's music in that movie was so emotional and, and so integral to expressing the, uh, the emotional uh, themes of that movie um, that, uh, that it, I couldn't, imagine the movie without it eddie vetter's soundtrack was really such a huge part of that and so uh you know we we're pearl jam fans we uh appreciate the the artistry of eddie vetter actually what was it? a couple of weeks ago on youtube they posted a show i forget where it was from it could have been in, in chicago or maybe somewhere somewhere like that but it was a it was a live show that they did where they performed all of no code but then on top of no code they performed another two hours worth of, of worth of hits. And I watched the show on YouTube and it was absolutely incredible. And his voice, Eddie Vedder's voice on this show was awesome. I've never had uh, the pleasure of seeing Pearl Jam live before. So this was really, really yeah. stuff on YouTube, but this was really kind of uh, just a perfect performance to watch of them on YouTube, just firing on all cylinders. And he's playing for three hours or whatever. He's singing for three yeah. hours at the end of the show. He's still, he's still hitting all the notes. He's covered in sweat, but he's yeah. still just, he's just cruising along getting all the notes still singing at the, at the top of his lungs, emotional, and and just incredible. So Eddie Vedder, really, you can't go wrong with this guy. He's a he's the he's a true original. Yeah, they're the, yeah, man. Their live shows are great. I've seen them about I think four times, and uh, they're always awesome. They're just they're, he, his voice is so strong. Yeah. Uh, the band's awesome. You know, like their fans are fanatical. So it's like it's awesome. They're so good. Pearl yeah. Jam's awesome. And, they, and when they put together a show, it's always really cool. They always change things up. They did the, did the bootleg series uh, for a lot of years where they were putting out all their live shows and they know how to really mine their catalog for great set yeah, lists. Yeah. They play their hits, but then they really dig deep into the B-sides and the unreleased stuff uh, and some of the uh, some of the, the rarities. So uh, Pearl Jam's amazing. Eddie Vedder, uh, very much looking forward to this new uh, solo album. We don't know when it's coming out, but it's called Earthling. Uh, there's a new song out called Long Way Right Now, so you can check that out, and we're looking forward to the new record from Eddie Vedder. But let's get to the next opening act topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is Billy Talent have released a new song with Rivers Cuomo of Weezer, uh, the Canadian rockers uh, from around, around here in our neck of the woods are from Toronto. They've announced their new album, Crisis of Faith, is being released on January 21st, 2022. 
It's going to include the previously released singles Forgiveness 1 and 2 and Reckless Paradise. And they just released this new single called End of Me with uh, Rivers Cuomo, uh, which is which is a great track. What do you think of this uh, song, Dave? Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great song. Such a Rivers, such a Rivers song. Uh, yeah. I have a lot poppier than that Billy Talent. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a step outside the box of like what we've been been uh, fed from Billy Talent for the last little bit. Mm-hmm. It's great, man. It's a really great song, and Rivers Verse is good. Uh, it has tons of Weezer vibe to it and Rivers vibe to it. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to see bands from our neck of the woods work with, I'm sure, people that they they look up to, too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're all kind of in the same age bracket, so it's uh, it's it's awesome to just see people in our in our world mixed with people from our childhood, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, Rivers is always doing collaborations with different people. You know, that's that song uh, he did with AWOL Nation that uh, you were telling us about the yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacific Coast Highway in the movies. And then he's done he's done all sorts of things. He's done things with like Best Coast and, and other bands like that. And uh, he's just always collaborating with different people. So that's really, really, really cool. And with uh, with Billy Talent, um, they're they're probably one of the the best Canadian rock exports. I know like them and Danko Jones are really big in Europe, and they they play a lot of those big festivals over there. Um, and they really earned their place in Canadian rock, uh, you know, history over the last I guess two decades or so. They're coming up on twenty years of being, or probably over twenty years of being a band, or almost yeah. twenty years since the release of uh, of the first record. Um, and I, you know, when it comes to just solid straight ahead rock bands are, they're, they're really great. I had a chance to interview Ben from Billy talent when I was working uh, at the station here in Hamilton. Uh, and I was actually really surprised to, to learn that, um, it's actually Ian Desaw, the guitar player who writes most of the melodies and the lyrics for Billy talent as well. Cause I was asking Ben about some of the lyrical content and songs and he, he could speak to a bunch of it, but it was actually Ian who does most of the writing for them. So I found that kind of surprising. That's a lot like, uh, I'm other earth with uh, Christian writing the songs mm-hmm. and you'd expect it to be either Edwin or Brian or Jag, but uh, yeah, Christian's the, the lyricist. So yeah, it's weird when bands have that, eh? where it's the different dynamic rush is another band where there's no uh, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, Billy Talent. Billy Talent's great. Are you a Billy Talent fan? I don't know if we've ever talked about Billy Talent. Yeah, no, like I'm not a huge fan, but I do like them a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was really into their first record Me too. and uh, Billy talent one and Billy talent two are kind of like where I uh, peaked with Billy talent, but like, obviously they've had so many singles since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've always, I've always kept up on them. They're like one, one of the uh, more prominent bands, like you said, over in Europe, it's kind of like them. Um, like Danko Jones does really well too. Some 41 is another one of those bands. Yeah. They do like, big in the UK. Big, big in Europe, man. Um, but yeah, Billy Talent, Rivers Cuomo. I'm down. I dig it. It's a cool song. It's not It's not the straightforward Billy Talent vibe. Uh, a little poppier than usual. I'm all for it. Yeah, totally. Well, the funny thing, you mentioned I'm Mother Earth and we're talking Billy Talent. I saw it when I was in uh, uh, university my first year, and uh, like my first semester, my first year went down to one of the local uh, bars. They were doing like an MTV campus invasion tour. And it was okay. I'm Mother Earth is the headliner. Uh, and before them, Billy Talent went on. And this was maybe like, the, the you know, the year before the record came out. Oh, cool. um, and uh, I had never really heard of them before, but they were awesome. And then I got like a four song EP that had, wow. you know, four of the tracks from the record that were coming out. So when the record came out, I recognized all the songs from when we saw them. 
Uh, but it was, uh, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, the first uh, run in with them I had was Ben used to be the producer of Strombo's show when he was at in uh, Edge 102, when he used to do live in Toronto. And one of the first uh, interviews I've ever, I ever got to do was with Strombo on the edge and Ben was the producer. And I was like 14 years old. That was my very first yeah. interview. So yeah, I, I've been a fan for a long time. It's a cool band, cool band, yeah. cool song. If you don't know Billy Talent, if you're not from Canada, go uh, go check that out. Start with Billy Talent one, move <laughs> on to Billy Talent two, and you'll be in good shape. Yeah, for sure, definitely one of the, one of Canada's best rock bands. Uh, so let's get to this week's headliner topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is Radiohead have announced a new Kid A slash amnesiac reissue they're celebrating the 20th anniversary of uh these back-to-back albums that came out in 2000 and 2001 with a new set called kid amnesia it's going to include the original two albums and a third disc called kid amnesia which will feature unreleased songs from the sessions including the long unreleased song called follow me around which is a really cool song and a completely fresh song that nobody's ever heard before which they just released which is called if you say the word which was released online um so i you know what davis is kind of bringing back memories for me because uh I, I i'm a big radiohead fan i wouldn't say i'm a big radiohead fan of anything they've put out in the last decade or so uh but uh when kid a and amnesiac came out i remember we were in high school i think i was in grade 11 and i went over to limeridge mall on my lunchtime uh here in hamilton and went and bought kid a and amnesiac and obviously they were they were a big deal at the time because it was radiohead's big transition into being a little bit more electronic it was a very big deal at the time because obviously they were coming off okay computer and the bends which were huge rock albums the okay computer maybe less of a huge rock album but just this giant masterpiece that they'd put out and kid a when it came out was well received but also controversial because it was such a left turn for the band and amnesiac was very much in the same vein as kid a because it all came from the same sessions and i I was into it right off the bat i loved kid a right from the get-go i loved all the electronic stuff songs like everything in its right place and how to disappear completely the national anthem idiotech uh, there's lots of really great songs on that record. Same with Amnesiac. I love that as well. Um, but for me as a Radiohead fan, I got to say, I've really fallen off of them over the last decade or so. I love In Rainbows from uh, from 2007. That's probably the last Radiohead record that I really loved. But then The King of Limbs, Moonshape Pool. Um, to me, Radiohead haven't really moved past Kid A and Amnesiac, as big as those records were and as much of a change as they were experimental and such a such a, a, a drastic departure from their previous records, to me, they've they kind of hit their stride and they've been doing that for the last 20 years. So as excited as I am for uh, this new reissue and as much as I love those records, uh, Radiohead has really lost me over the last little while. Yeah, I think you said it best, man. I kind of I kind of fell into the same boat in Rainbows to me is kind of their last pretty good pretty good release yeah um you know i'm not a huge fan of after kid a really like i feel like kid a i like that they they made that left turn Mm -hmm. but uh i i feel like i don't know i i really liked how ready radiohead was originally and i i can appreciate the the artistry of moving forward and changing you know what you sound like and stuff but to me, I'm more of, you know, like the Pablo Honey or like the, you know, all that, all those records as opposed to the more electronic ones. Um, but lucky for me, 
uh, at, right at the same time that I got out of ra uh, Radiohead, I got into Muse. Right. And I felt like Muse kind of picked up where if you wanted Radiohead to keep going with the rock, Muse, early Muse kind of, you know, uh, especially like time is running out era like that. Well, he's like, got to say his voice is so much like Tom York's like Matt Bellamy and Tom York have very similar yeah. voices. Yeah. Yeah. So lucky for me that my, you know, my love of that style of rock kept going. And now that's like galactic rock who even knows what uses anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, Radiohead has, has continued to try to put out these, you know, more controversial, more um, electronic driven uh, records, which a lot of people, enjoy and i i get it i if you're into that that type of thing uh people are diehard radiohead fans that are you know all the power to you but for me personally i feel like kid after kid a uh, i wasn't nearly as into the band as i was in rainbows i feel was a pretty pretty strong offering but since then i'm with you buddy like you know i i could i could skip it no problems yeah the thing with radiohead to me is that yeah, it was awesome when they went to the more electronic side on Kid A and Amnesiac, and then Hail to the Thief is good too, and Rainbows is good too. But to me, they never evolved past that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were so known for being this band that was uh, very experimental and always evolving and always changing. But once they hit that mode of being that more electronic-driven band, that's really the mode they've stayed in for for 20 years. And I always thought that it would have been cool – they don't have to play songs like creep. It doesn't have to be like Pablo honey. It doesn't have to be like anything they've done before, but that it would have been cool if they took another left turn and did more of a rock oriented album. There's actually a sure. song on in rainbows called body snatchers, which is this song. It's, it's still electronic, but it's got this kind of distorted guitar riff on it that really makes it cool. And I was really disappointed that they never, uh went more into that direction that they never tried to do something they could maybe try to try to do something a little bit more aggressive you know it's it's they could have done so many things and i really feel like they've they've just they've just stalled creatively over the last over the last decade or so and i know a lot of diehard radio fans would probably kill us for that but that's how i feel Not yeah sometimes lie. when you try sometimes when you try to be different it comes back full circle and you're yeah. too different now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, nothing against them. They make beautiful uh, soundscapes, you know, but I feel like they're a soundscape band now, not mm -hmm. a rock singles band, which is fine. Yeah. And I'm, they don't want to be that. They're, they're past I'm a rock that. singles guys. So if you want to, if you want me to be a diehard and fall into the edge of the earth, you're going to have to give me more than, than what you're giving me. Yeah. For sure. And I've, I've given the last couple albums, especially King of Limbs and, uh, King of Limbs and A Moonshaped Pool. I've given those records, I've given them chances. And, and that's the thing. I, and I mentioned this too on the um, the Manic Street Preachers um, review that I did, or the rock albums ranked, is that with bands, when you're a fan of a band over a long time, right? That it depends on where you're at in your life too, right? And where you're at in your, your musical taste when these records come out. So when Kid A came out, I was at that point in my life where I was really into that. But then when another record comes out, I'm at a point in my life where maybe I'm listening to heavier music or maybe I'm listening to jazzier music. And I'm just not, no. at that point when that record comes out, it's just not, it's not, it's not intersecting with where you are in your life and where your, your listening habits are. So yep. maybe that's how it goes. But then you try to listen to something again, try to get a new perspective on it, and it still doesn't do anything for you. Then that's how you know that maybe you're not along for the whole journey with that band. 
Yeah, I I don't like I don't like being challenged with my listening choices. Yeah. I don't I don't like to I don't like to like you know this is gonna sound really dumb dumb of me, but like I don't like to have to think too hard about what I'm liking. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to have and to search so, for it, right? Yeah, I just I I if it hits me, it hits me, and sometimes I feel like uh, you know I'm the dumb guy at the party with a Radiohead song where I'm like I I I guess it's cool, but like you know I know their older stuff that I really enjoyed. So that yeah. melodic sense that they had in the beginning, I think, is what's missing for me now, and I think it's been getting less and less and less and less. And the, the albums have been becoming more and more and more self-indulgent for them. Yeah. And it's awesome that they've had a fan base for so long that will go for, along for the ride. As an artist, that's obviously what you want to have. But as a fan of the band early on, you're kind of, you know, you kind of have to wrap your head around it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited for this reissue. I, it'll be a Spotify listen for me. I wouldn't be picking up the, the physical copy or anything like that, but it'll be interesting to listen to that third disc of rarities or the, the unreleased tracks from, from, uh, from the sessions of stuff that we've never heard. Some of it's just alternate versions, which is not really something that interests me, but there are some legitimately unreleased tracks on this, which I think will be cool. Uh, interesting to listen to these ones again i still love kid a i still love amnesiac i still love okay computer the Benz, pablo honey and rainbows there's lots of stuff still to like it's just maybe not over the last decade or so and that's okay because like, like we said bands we want bands to go in their creative direction i don't think it's right that bands cater to fans i hate it when when fans are like oh you, i wish you sound like pablo honey it's like it's been you know, yeah. it's been 30 years almost, right? It's like move, move past it or with the Chili Peppers. I'm like, why don't you sound like your first album? It's like that came out a long yeah. time ago. It's like move on. But at the same time, as fans, we have the right to, uh, you know, duck out of that journey when it's not doing anything for us. Yeah, like I said, I loved, I liked the left turn of Kid A. I think that that was a, a cool thing to right. do at that time in their career. And I like that record. Uh, but, you know, that that seemed to be like the stance they took with making art moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that's not necessarily what I liked about the band. You know, like I think yeah. if they had a little bit more melodic and less, you know, make it work for the melody uh, in it. But they're artists and it's art. And, you know, people like different shades of gray. So it's, it, it is what it is. But I, I am a Radiohead fan. I, I love them as musicians. I think they're all great players, great songwriters, um, you know, just drifted apart, man. Instead of bird free, sometimes okay. it comes back. Yeah, for sure. That's how that's how life is. It ebbs and flows. It comes and goes. That's how it is. It goes. Just Even life. flow. Ebbs and flow. <laughs> all right. Well, we're looking forward to that Radiohead reissue of Kid A and Amnesia coming out very soon. Uh, and that is our headlining uh, topic for this week's rock squad podcast we're gonna wrap things up before we do we're gonna to get to our tracks of the week dave my tracks of the week uh one of them is by a british musician who i've heard his name for a long time but i've, I've never really listened until more, uh, recently and that's sam fender it's a song called 17 going under uh very cool song very brit rock i like that a lot and a song by uh state champs american uh pop 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 punk band the song's called just sound you would really like this song dave i don't know if you've heard it but uh, it's, it's, it's state champs uh, just sound really cool video for the song too. They do like a little bit of a takeoff on Bob Ross paintings. Uh, cool. So that's really cool. Uh, those are my tracks of the week. How about you? Uh, well, mine, I'm going to go with the theme that we were talking about earlier with Pearl Jam. 
And uh, I'm going to actually suggest we were talking about Pearl Jam Live and Pearl Jam doing bootlegs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite live Pearl Jam things to watch and check out is Pearl Jam Live at Madison Square Garden. I have that uh, DVD. It's a it's fantastic. So I, I suggest watching that concert. But at the end of that concert, Ben Harper joins them on stage and they play a Ben Harper song uh, with my own two hands in a jam uh, at the end of one of their songs. And there's just something about that show in Madison Square Garden. Uh, Eddie's walking around with a bottle of wine, giving people wine in the front row. Ben Harper comes in and there's something about when Ben Harper comes in to like when he starts and Ben Harper is fantastic, too. And we're fans of Ben Harper, too. Uh, but like he just owns the stage so like he walks on to Pearl Jam and Ben Harper just kind of steals the show yeah from from Eddie and Pearl Jam at Madison Square Garden but it's an awesome moment so that's definitely one of the songs that uh yeah that I'm suggesting so MSG Pearl Jam I think it's like 99 or 2000 or something yep. Ben Harper my own two hands and the other the other song that I want to do is uh, I've been listening to a lot of old Matt Goodband songs. And so I'm going to do a Hello Time Bomb by Matt Goodband. Nice. Yeah. Love Matthew Goodband. Like one of our, our favorite 90s Canadian rock bands. I, I love that uh, that record. Uh, Beautiful Midnight. Amazing. Amazing. The whole album is good. Go listen to the whole album. Oh, if you, yeah. don't know, you don't know who Matt Good is. Go listen to the whole Beautiful Midnight album. Yeah, most definitely. Highly recommended. All right. Well, that is it for our Rock Squad podcast this week. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Rock Squad Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Walking Nick. Where can the folks follow you, Dave? You can follow me at Red Coast Records on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow myself and Nick with our band Fools Union, foolsunion.com, Fools Union on Instagram, Fools Union on Facebook. If you want to hear what kind of music we like to play and what songs we write check us out on spotify apple music anywhere you stream your music you can get all of our songs including youtube including songs that we are releasing at the end of the month october 1st we drop a song called maniacs um it's coming out it'll be fully out on the first it's mine and nick's creation with the help of john daly and adam cannon we're very excited about it uh, recorded by us, mixed by Gavin Brown. We were talking about Billy Talent. Uh, Gavin Brown, responsible for producing Billy Talent 1 and 2, I believe. Uh, yeah, so we're excited for that. Nick, my friend, have a good evening. You too, Dave. And until next time, rock on. Rock on. See you guys.